Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Welcome to another edition of the Proper Lookout Podcast. My name's Eden Christopher, an associate in the statutory insurance team, and I'm joined today by my fellow associate, Jessica Shillington, who's also in the statutory insurance team. Hello to all our listeners, and thank you for having me, Eden. So what are we going to talk about today, Jess? Well, Eden, we have been fielding questions about assessing the culpability of a passenger in a motor vehicle accident, and specifically, in what circumstances will a passenger be found mostly at fault? Okay, well, to begin, our listeners will recall in our podcast last week, Peter Hunt, a partner in our statutory insurance team, went through what was mostly at fault under the Motor Accident Injuries Act. Essentially, it's when contributory negligence is assessed greater than 61%. Yeah, exactly. So I thought we could go through some findings of contributory negligence against passengers to demonstrate the types of conduct which is likely to give rise to a finding of mostly at fault. All right, sounds good. Where should we start? Well, you have decisions such as Yoslin and Berryman, where a finding of 60% contributory negligence was found against a passenger. Yeah, Yoslin and Berryman's a good decision because it's right on the cusp of the statutory test. Remember, a finding of 60% will not be mostly at fault. We should look at this decision in a bit more detail. The plaintiff and defendant had been drinking the night before together. The defendant had been observed to be staggeringly drunk by others, and the plaintiff knew this to be the case. They kept drinking up until about 4am and then went to sleep, had a couple of hours sleep, woke up and went to McDonald's together. The plaintiff didn't eat anything at McDonald's and drove them away from McDonald's. At some point in the journey, she asked the defendant to be the driver. He got behind the wheel and then around the next corner basically went off the road. Yeah, the Court of Appeal emphasised that the plaintiff knew that the defendant had never driven the vehicle had no idea of its propensity to roll on tight corners, was unlicensed and had not driven a vehicle for three years, she had not eaten at the McDonald's restaurant and had less sleep than Mr Berryman. So it's important to put that finding of 60% in context with those other findings. Yeah, there's lots of factors involved in that decision and it's still not considered mostly at fault. Yeah, so let's take a look at two decisions where the passenger is mostly at fault. Okay, what are they? The first is McKenzie and the nominal of defendant where the plaintiff and the defendant were heavily affected by alcohol and the plaintiff invited the drunk defendant, whom they knew to be an inexperienced driver, to drive the motorcycle whilst the plaintiff would be the pillion passenger. (laughs) Well, that's pretty much the plaintiff inviting themselves to be involved in an accident. Yes, the Court of Appeal agreed and found 80% contribute to negligence, which is mostly at fault. Okay, so what's the next case you want to talk about? The next one is Lim and Cho where a passenger willingly jumped out of a moving vehicle. There was little to no time for the driver to react to the situation. The Court of Appeal found that if the driver, in fact, owed a duty to the plaintiff in such circumstances, then there was not much that the driver could have done, and therefore, breach was not established. Yeah, that's a very interesting decision. I wish they elaborated on duty of care a bit more, but the finding on breach was still a great decision for the insurer. Yes, but of course, the circumstances of every matter will require its own analysis. You're right. For instance, to distinguish Lim and Cho to other potential accidents, if the driver was made well aware the passenger was going to jump from the vehicle, then slowing down immediately would likely have been a reasonable response. Or what if the passenger was fearing for their life due to the purposely dangerous and erratic driving of the defendant? 
and said they were going to jump from the vehicle if they didn't stop. Exactly. There's an argument in those circumstances that the passenger was not mostly at fault. A careful analysis of the facts would be required in any matter involving that sort of scenario before making the mostly at fault decision. Thanks, Eden. So there we have it. Findings of 60% and 80% contributory negligence, as well as a finding of no breach of duty by the driver at all in matters where passengers are injured. Thanks everyone for listening. If you have any passenger plaintiffs and need guidance on whether they would be found mostly at fault, get in contact with Peter Hunt or any of our team here at McCabe Kerwood. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.